This is Sazim Kohler, and this is Microphones of Madness. And now, Monday Night Heroes. Hey, welcome to Monday Night Heroes, a division of Microphones of Madness, where we continue our Pulp Cthulhu run of Ask Samarlato Ted. Dun, dun, dun! Um... Fresh off the heels of an unnecessary warehouse fight. Because we apparently can't go into any warehouse without doing something like this. <laughs> um, the party has a day or two where they can rest up. Oh, thank Christ. Preferably the two. I'd so, really so, like the two days. <laughs> so you guys can uh, grab, grab some hit points. You have a clue... Of a of a uh, Aja Singh, who is a uh, I'm sorry, Tandor Singh. Aja was the warehouse owner that you just raided. Tandor Singh in uh, Nairobi, who has a bunch of stuff um, heading to his his uh, tea shop. Doc Savage says he has some. Affairs to take care of, and won't be accompanying you on the train to Nairobi. But he, but he does uh, point you in the right direction, and he says he'll meet you in Nairobi in a few days. But he has taken care of um, accommodations for you. Mm-hmm. I try and plant seeds that he's a double agent. In some way, in some way, I can get this uh, cowardice problem. Like, good. Yes. You cowardice don't have the time for the necessary psychotherapy. Besides, <laughs> you still have rabies shots to get. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. He, and, and he does give you. Um, he, he puts Lucy in charge of the regiment of rabies shots. For um, for Wesson. <laughs> Um, and Rodney. Hit me! Oh, God, are my monsters. Did Walter survive to that? in your belly. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, it's just like etting all over again. So, the locomotive. You get a, you get tickets. Um, the way the locomotive is set up, you have it's a wood-burning locomotive, so you have your engine. You have your wood... T- uh, wood tender car piled with wood for the engine. Mm. You have a flat car, which is uh, for freight and poor natives. Uh, then you have your mail baggage and freight car. Then your third class car, which is for um, non-poor uh, natives. Then you have your dining car, and then the first-class car, which is basically whites only. Welcome to Colonial Africa. So, um, where are you guys getting your seats? On the flat car. First class, of course. So you guys are not going to sit together. I'm all full of sitting together, and I don't particularly care where we sit. 
going to travel the middle, or we're going to travel in a civilized manner. Julian Benoit is a man of the people. The segregated society has worn a little thin on me. Uh, uh, I'm still reveling in it. <laughs> All right. So Rodney's on the flat car. That's right, sir. Is anybody else on the flat car? Where do you want to sit, Walter? Um, where can I Let's see? Uh, Julian's sitting with the no- the normal folk in there. <laughs> the major is sitting with the in first place. Yes. Due to our injuries, so I don't have the mental capacity to deal with uh, upper society right now, so I'm fine being with the normal folk. All right, All right so, so are you on the, the flat so car? We both sit with, uh, with Julian. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, at the station, Doc Savage tells you, okay, it's going to be a while, so bring something to do. It's 15 to 18 hours. <laughs> and, I brought uh, a book. <laughs> And there's no there's no sleeping accommodations. Show sure off. It's called this. It's called this box right here on the flat. Car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna lean up against it and pull my hat down over my face. See. Now Lucy, Lucy procures a couple of tablets. She's gonna write her way through. Right. Well, the flat car is a hodgepodge of humanity where you really have. Um, you can kind of see what the results of uh, British colonialism are on the people who it affects the most, the dispossessed. If you are going into to get to the dining car at some point, um, it is done in shifts. And while you got you three would probably be allowed to uh, jump your shift, Nobody else. Nobody else can. You, you are really the only non-blacks that are on the flat car. Yeah. And uh, major, you are in the lap of luxury as far as the uh, provinces will allow. Indeed. Mm. I'm like sitting back, throwing a couple of cigars, causing into chess matches. Well, um, now I'll tell you. After climbing out of a narrow, the narrow coast, coastal belt of open forest and dense brush, you see the wide plains of Africa. It is hot, but it's less humid than. Do, 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 do. <laughs> you know, every time he says Africa, it makes me think of Jamie Foxx's stand up, and it takes all I have not to do what he did. Every time he said Africa. 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 Now he's talking about how great it was. Is he? He's talking about a safari. Getting one off. Well, um, there are. You can see farms, and the animal life is extremely exotic. I don't know if any of your characters have ever seen elephants, rhinos, giraffes, lions, hyenas, and other various herbivores such as wildebeests. But uh, at one point or another on your journey, you're seeing all these great sights. It's very breathtaking. Much better, much better than the first class car. The land is gentle and rolling, broken occasionally by precipitous ravines and canyons. Dry grass spreads everywhere, interrupted by thorn and baobab trees. 
Wait, who's that in the distance? That looks like a badass motherfucker out there. <laughs> in the distance, you see a man, a lone man, fighting a lion. I'm like in Africa. <laughs> a lone man, fighting a lion. Huh. With just a spear and a short sword. Yep. You know, I last time I passed the man fighting an animal, I could shoot it for him. However, I'm not in that position right now. <laughs> and for you, Lucy, he is a fine specimen of a man. Oh my! With with fuse of flashing. <laughs> yes, please tune in soon to Microphones of Madness for a review of Amaro. <laughs> okay. Um, it is the rainy season, so you do see verdant green plants, and you might think that when they wrote about Eden, this is what they were talking about. Mm. Um, about eight, nine hours into it, you can see the snow-capped peak to the west of Mount Kilimanjaro, rising high into the sky. Though it's only about 50 miles distant. I've had my fill of mountains. Ah, Kilimanjaro. As the train winds away to the west, you see glints of more great white mountains far off to the north. And before them is Nairobi, your destination. Night falls upon the train, and you're all trying to get your sleep as much as you can. Everybody can give me a spot hidden roll. Nope. I believe that's a pass. I fail. Nope. I see nothing. Uh, the natives are just restless. They're all gone. Yes. I have not at all. Restless. <laughs> All right. Where are the G and T? Rodney. Who's Rodney? I'm Julian Benoit. I'm sorry. Julian. Hold on, I gotta get to the right page. Son of a bitch. Julian leans over to one of the other natives and says, You ever feel like your life is narrated? <laughs> he kind of looks at you. And gives you a. Oh. Um, I'm sorry. Mighty fine country you have, yo. I'm thinking I might like to relocate. Fight me with them lions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't. I don't think we have to relocate for that, Julian. All right, so you are looking at the. Uh, at the stars, Julian, just gazing up. Mm. And you see one of them seems to be moving in concert with the train. Surely that's just an illusion. It seems to be getting closer, and as it sweeps in, it comes into contact with one of the 
one of the people on the train okay who bursts into flame holy shit what what, what, what happened and uh man on fire what you can make a sanity roll julian okay yeah that's a fail at my current level Ah, we will lose 1d6. Holy shit. Let's get in interesting. That's four. You lose four as you watch a man burst in the flame next to you. You let out a shriek, waking the others. Son of a bitch, Julian. If you're having another one of those dreams where you're fighting the, uh, the government again. Both of you guys wake up. Huh? I see a man burning in Julian. Holy shit! <laughs> and you Julian. can both make sanity rolls as a spark about yay big floats off from that one man and heads to towards He's Julian. Like first class. I make that with a 45. Okay. You don't lose anything for making it. Okay. Or you lose if you make uh don't, so it's a one D six. One D six. It's a fucking will of the wisp. Mm, I'll take that hit. Meanwhile, in first class. Uh, yes. You're playing chess with your <laughs> with a, a a random guy with a walrus mustache. Is that what they call <laughs> it these days? Possibly smoking opium. Yeah, it's like good old days. Checkmate, Mr. Pulver. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's the darndest thing. As you move your rook into position, the chess pieces start to melt in front of you. Great Scott! I I didn't realize the game was that hot. (laughs) Is that what the kids are calling it these days? (laughs) My skills are melting. I'm moving so fast and melting the board. And I said speed chess. I didn't think I'd melt the board. Uh, oops. There we go. That's what I want. And you can take. Damn, I keep pressing the wrong thing. For that's like seven points of damage. Damn. Oh. As. Oh, as your shoulder bursts into flames, I will also need um, you to make a con roll. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, well, make a con roll. Con roll? Hold on, let's check that. Uh, con. I roll. Not conning when you're that high. Yes, it is. I make that con roll. Okay, you can take half the damage. You can take three. Excellent. Uh, but now I need an opposed. Um, what is your power? My power is seventy-five. All right, I need you to uh, roll power. It's an okay. opposed roll against. My power. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, I just make it seventy-one. Okay. This fails, so nothing happens. Oh, good. Ah, bah, bah. 
I said, I said, boy. Now we will go in, in combat order. Lucy, you see this man burst in the fl- flames in front of you, and this thing turned towards uh, Juliet. I really don't see anything I can do, honestly. Because <laughs> I'm assuming all my weapons are stored. Um, yes. Well, the thing is, it's... Here you go. It's about that big. Oh, so the, the orb thing is that big. Yeah. Huh. Pulsing with a brilliant light. It's almost as if a star has come down from the sky. So is it coming towards him, or is it just like, it's, you know, it's, repositioning? It's going towards It's like zooming toward him. So can no I pull him out, like, away from Say where like, Can I try to pull him out of the way? Sure, you can try. So that's pretty much all I could do. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I do. I try to pull him out of the way. Okay. Um, make a dex roll. Nope. <laughs> what nope, the no. hell is up with my dice tonight, man? <laughs> Walter. Mm-hmm. Um, what What are you doing? Um, looking for something to put fire out with. Mm-hmm. Well, Wait, can I spend... How much would I have to spend for that? Could I spend dice uh, luck to, to move him? Can you spend luck to move him? Yeah, of yeah. course. Let me see how much I need. So I spent 13 luck to move Julian. Okay. You're able to uh, yank Julian out of the way as it's coming toward you. Uh, Walter, give me a spot hidden roll. Actually, you know what? Give me a... Don't worry about spy hidden. Give me a, uh, a, a, a knowledge roll. Straight up okay. knowledge. Intelligence. Um, oh, two. Um, as this is a wood-burning car train... Oh, great. Um, there would definitely be fire-extinguishing materials um, located in strategic points on the train... Unfortunately, none of those points are where the poor black people are. Perfect. Can I can I make a, can I make a journey to find one? You can. You have a choice. Uh, you can either go to where the wood is piled near the engine, which would probably have fire extinguishing materials because that's where the fire is. Right. Or you can go back toward the um, passenger car. Which, which would I think is closer? You're definitely well. You have luggage between you and the next passenger car, mm-hmm. but the wood car is right in front of you. You would just have to travel the length of the wood car to get to where they feed the engine. I'll do that. Okay. Jamal's not around. Julian. Uh, you just got yoinked out of the way by Lucy and watched this thing whiz by your head, miss you, slow down, and turn back around. Oh, so it's coming after me? No, you don't know that. You know it's coming oh. back toward you. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of, like, just people crammed onto this flat car as well? Yes. It's probably overcrowded. All right. Um, 
Julian is going to assume, since it had come after him first, that it'll continue to come after him. And say, you want me? Come and get me. And bolt for the ladder to the top of the next car. Okay. Uh, you can give me a dex roll. And I bet you that's a fail. What'd you roll? 68? 68. Yeah, that's a fail. That is uh, a fail. Um, let's spend. see. Yeah, I could spend uh, 13 luck to make it. Okay. So you weave in and out of people, barely barely uh, staying on your feet, but you manage to make it over to the ladder mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and start to climb. Is it following me? Uh, spot hidden. That is definitely a pass. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, Wes. Yes. The train car you're in is starting to go up in smoke. Oh, dear. As a little orb of brilliant light comes back around for another pass. Okay. Three questions. Um, It has a higher dex than you, so it's... It does? Yes. Yes. You can try and dodge. Um, You'd have to do it at disadvantage, because it's quick. Dodge. I don't even have that good of a dodge. All right, well... Fire, I'm going to dodge, though. I'm going to give it a shot. All right. All right, so let's see what happens. Well, either way, I fail that. Okay. So it, uh, it hits you again this time in in um, as you're trying to juke out of the way. Uh, make a con roll. Okay. Uh, what happens with that? Well, I'll make that. All right. So you only take uh, another three, and give me a power roll. Okay. Yeah, make that. How did you? How how well did you make it? I can't read your. your uh, uh, let's thing. see. It's a sixty-three out of seventy-five. Okay. Yeah, it totally uh, beat you. <laughs> oh crud. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you feel a, a, a burning sensation in your mind oh. and in your very soul as eight points of your magic are drained away. Oh, God. How much magic do you have? How, how many enemies right, do you have? Me. Okay. So Avid is gone? Yeah. It's your turn. Okay. Uh, two, two things. One, are there any fire suppression, is there any fire suppression equipment in this car? Uh, give me a spot hit. Okay, let's see that. What's the answer to that? Um, that's an nine. I yes, there are, there are several chemical fire extinguishers available. All right, I will leap to fi- chemical fire extinguisher. Okay. Oh, um, give me a give me a sand roll. Sorry. Oh yes. <laughs> There's like a living ball of flame attacking you. Yes. You need to make a sand roll. Uh, let's see. Do I make that? Yes, I do. Okay, you're cool. It happens every yes. day. Yes, indeed. 
Happens every day. Face worse. Okay. Um, so you grab the extinguisher, and you can give me a uh, handgun roll. Let's see, handgun. That's uh, okay. Well, let's I'll tell you what. You know what? I'll be generous. You can give me your rifle roll. Excellent. I can actually. But you will have to be at uh, at hard because you're grabbing it, turning around, and doing it, ah. firing it all in one motion. Hard. It, oh yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, if it's hard, then yeah, make it. Okay. A stream of of chemical fire retardant flows out and hits this thing. On an amazing shot from the hip, and it it sputters and dims a little, and then bursts back, but not quite as bright as it had been previously. Biggles, grab a fire extinguisher. <laughs> top of the top of the round. Meanwhile, there is in. <laughs> In the flat car, people are panicking. They are starting to jump off this train. The train is starting to slow down as the conductor sees that the uh, rich people's car is alight. Um, but these people are, are dropping off the flat car left and right, panicking and screaming. Animals that are in the savannah surrounding the train are stampeding. And Rodney... You are climbing a ladder, and you can try and dodge as one. the one that is there is attacking you. And just tell me what, how good of a... Uh... Fail. Oh, it's a fail? Yes, a fail. Okay. Give me a con roll. That is a pass. You actually will only take two damage. And I'm assuming it's magical damage, so it's... Yeah, your armor's not going my armor. Yeah. Yes. This is payback for the warehouse, isn't it? It's not payback. <laughs> You'll know when it's payback. <laughs> <laughs> And that for the arm for the helmed horrors now. All right, that has attacked. It is pandemonium. All dex rolls on the flat car are going to be at half now. Uh, Lucy, what are you doing? Is our our bags on a different car? Yes. All right. Uh, actually, actually, yeah, I'll I'll give you that. Normally, the flat card does not get that. They carry their baggage with them, but since you people aren't African they, and you are white, they will let. They have let you store your bags elsewhere. Okay. Did I see which way Walter went? Yes, you saw Walter bolting towards the front. That's where I'm trying to go and follow him. All right, you can give me a dex at half. Yep. I actually right. make that at a... Extreme. Yeah, you uh, weave through the people and you don't even touch any of them as you 
run to catch up to Walter, who is currently at the wood car. So, Walter, you are climbing over piles of wood. Okay, I look for. If you want to make, if you want to make a fire extinguisher on this round, you can give me a climb roll. If you are willing to do it carefully, um, you can reach the fire extinguisher next round. My climb is base. I'm not if taking you, that chance. All right, I was going to say, if you fail your climb roll, you it will delay you. Yeah. I'm just, okay. So you're just going to motor on. Yep. Julian Benoit. Yes, sir. You have felt the pain, the searing pain of the fire vampire. Oh, you also have to give me a, um, a power roll. My fault. Well, I'm going to fail a power roll. Yeah, it definitely fails a power roll. Okay, so you lose. Well, it's power versus power, but yeah. Um, so you lose nine magic points. I have zero magic points now. Okay. So just so you know, um, actually, I have minus two magic points. Oh, you take two, two hit points worth of damage. Okay. As you feel your very soul being extracted from your mind. All right. So what are you doing? Oh, what are my options here? Hiding you are in the invisible on the ladder of, top of this train. You, have, you are on the ladder of the baggage car. Reasonably, there would be fire extinguishing materials inside the baggage car, since that's where all the white people keep their baggage. Okay. Is there a way to drop down from the roof? Or there is. smash through a window or something? Yeah, you can. you can get in and... With minimal fuss, um, I make you give me a dex roll just because you're being chased by a fire vampire. Okay, zero seven. Yeah, you vault up the ladder and come to a a hatch, rest it open, and drop down into the baggage car. Superhero landing. Point. Your cape ruffles in the wind. If there were wind. And there were a cape. You would have cape ruffles. <laughs> Julian drops down in the superhero landing and goes, oh, that's hard on the knees. Three-point <laughs> three point landing. Strike a pose. Your chin glistens in the moonlight. All righty. You've been drooling while you was doing this, Julian? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the old bastard still and, got some fuse. And that. Uh, <laughs> we have to say fuse nine times to beat Imaro. <laughs> well, I've said it was. Ten fuse. We need ten fuse. Okay. Um, all right. Wes. Indeed, yes. The fire vampire is taking one more shot at you. You can try and dodge. Oh, I will very... Uh, do- I roll a disadvantage, right? Yep. Uh, so disadvantage is like that. Do I roll a second dice, or is it just? No, like no, no, no. Now you're cool with with your dodge. It's just your dodge. You oh, rolled a disadvantage okay. on your attack because you were grabbing it and whipping around and and okay. attacking in one motion. That's I all. make my dodge. I make my dodge. How much oh, did you make it by? Uh, let's see. I made it at half. You made it at half. Yes. Um, it also made it at half, so you are cool. Uh, you Yeah, it whips around you, 
flies right by you. You feel the heat fizzle a little, but you don't take any damage. What are you doing? Oh, I don't take you have one more charge in your in your extinguisher. I will fi- I will return fire this thing. Alright. Yes. Hit it. Okay. I make that. Alright, roll damage. Oh, oh what's damage on the fire extinguisher? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 1d6. Excellent. Four. It winks out. As you hit it, it passes through the spray, winks out, and it arcs down, hitting the floor, and every time it bounces, just a little bit less of it exists until it rolls to a stop and it winks out of existence. Roll Britannia! The car is on fire. People are panicking. I'm putting out the fire. Biggles is looking at you. I just put that lovingly. <laughs> My hero. Get to work. No, no. Biggles is looking at you like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Why would you start a fire? Your cigar obviously started this fire. Um, what? You can watch on that for a second. While in the meanwhile. Uh, Julian, you see the thing sweep over the top, come back around, and drop down. Okay. All right. Uh, Lucy, what are you doing? Um, are there, like, how many fire extinguishers are in this car? Well, you would have to um, do the same thing that Walter had to do. Yeah, I'm just going to climb over there. All right, so you're going to make the climb roll? or No. Something? <laughs> All right, All right. I've had Walter, enough of almost falling over shit. All right, Walter, you have reached a fire extinguisher. Huzzah. Is there anything other than just the fire extinguisher? Piles of wood. So I don't what, what know why. For? I don't know. An axe as well. An axe? I don't uh, know yeah, why. Sure. sure. There's, just, there's an axe for cutting wood. So I grab the axe and the fire extinguisher and make my one. Toss them over the pile and make my way back over. Okay. Julian. Mm. Hopefully not hitting hitting uh, Lily's character. Oh, ah! Julian, you have a fire extinguisher. And the thing is just coming in through this through the uh, hatch. I have a fire extinguisher handy? Yeah, you, you drop down. Oh, that's I drop down. down. Yeah, there's one in there. All right. You can grab it. You same thing that I gave Wes. You can grab it and try and hit it at um, at half, and you would be. I'd give you the same thing. You'd use your rifle. Oh, lovely! At half. I should try to hit it with the fire extinguisher. Yeah, you don't have much in the way of gun skills, do you? You be able. I. You could throw it at it. Yeah. I hope that it that would still be that would still be half. Um, you have a better shot trying to just hit it. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. What is what is base rifle? Yeah, your base is twenty five, so you need to be the have to be better than a twelve. Uh, better than a twelve. All right. <clears throat> All right. I'm gonna grab the fire extinguisher. 
Lights out, motherfucker. Zero seven. Oh, that was for that one liner. That was for that one liner. <laughs> nice. Uh, roll d6. Four. It winks out and pops out of existence. <laughs> Give me a luck roll. That's a fail. The baggage car is on fire. Ah, well, you yeah. Oh, no. You win some, you lose some. That's going to be awkward. Yeah, especially since our shit's on the baggage car. <laughs> well, you got a fire extinguisher. Come put this shit out. I'm getting to the fire extinguisher. I ain't got shit yet. <laughs> okay, we're, we're out of combat at this point. And, and between you guys and other passengers and train personnel, you're able to quell the fires. But uh, Biggles is thoroughly, he's talking about how um, Major Eric um, inadvertently started the fire with a cigar. Oh, you beat this man in chest, didn't you? Yes, <laughs> I did. Seriously. I totally agree with the man. Biggles, huh? Yes. Hey, I would like to... I would like to do a psychology roll to see if he's bluffing. Okay. And that's that's a fail. He's he's like swearing up and down. He's like, oh, we were playing chess. I was playing chess with the man, and uh, uh, his rook took my queen, and then uh, he tapped out his cigar in triumph, and woof, he melted the set, set the whole car. Never Lucy's listening. Yeah, Lucy's life. listening to that, and she starts to laugh. It's like, sorry, I've heard some tall tales in my life, but that has got to be some very magical cigar ash to catch opposite ends of the train on fire. Now, what do you have any other explanation for it, ma'am? Lightning. Mm, I would go with lightning before I would go with magic cigar well, ash. Not so. a cloud in the sky. Of course it was. Well, I'm. Of course. How did you fly boys get for not knowing about the scene? Great uncle. You tell me well, the, uh, the, the conductor of the train is, is hurrying over and hears what Biggles is saying and he looks at the major and says, Look, uh, when we get to Nairobi, you're gonna have you're gonna have to bring you in and you're gonna have to answer a couple of questions about this. Look, sir, I understand that this man is a bit hysterical at the moment, but how on earth would he catch two cars on fire with a single cigarette ash? The fire spreads. It didn't stop. The middle of the train didn't catch on fire. I can't. I can't. I can't. Exactly, you can't. Everything, but I mean, I had this man's word. He was smoking a cigar, started a fire. You're taking the word of a lieutenant over mine? I'm a major in the cavalry, no less. I was. Your bluster's making it really hard for me to want to help you. (laughs) You're gonna have to. I mean, the rest of you charm to try to talk the conductor down, but I don't know if I want to anymore. The rest of you are are free to go, I guess. But I mean, he he obviously he needs to come in for question. Oh yes, of course he does. Where would you like him to meet meet you? I am a citizen of the British crowd. I do not have to answer to you or anyone else. He's not going to be meeting anybody. Um, he's on the train. <laughs> we have him. 
What he would I need to roll to try to reason with this guy that it's be, not, this doesn't make any sense that he started the fire? Well, give me another explanation, a better explanation of how this fire started. I have an eyewitness. And who eyewitnesses, eyewitnesses too in another car where a fire started and it did not involve him? Sparks from the chimney of the oven. Possibly. I mean, we were close to the to the Possibly. Let's car. straighten all this out in Nairobi. Suddenly. Sounds like a sword. I'm going back to the flat car to see if any, anybody, everybody's okay on the flat car. I'm so sick of Brits. <laughs> it walks off. Nothing but trouble. Hmm. Well, the car in the meanwhile is stopped while they're trying. They have to restoke the oven. And the uh, the native population that is on the flat car, there are some people who are injured. And uh, the rumor has at the, by this point spread that an uh, English man of obviously noble descent for some reason, started this fire. And uh, the people are very, very upset about this, especially the ones who have suffered injury. There are several who are coming in from off the train who obviously need better medical attention because they've injured themselves falling from a moving train. I volunteer Doc Savage to work night and day Doc until Savage everyone... Not He's not with us. God damn it. No. Well, thankfully, there was a Dr. Zhivago in the first class car. And I can do first aid on, like, minor stuff, but that's about it for me. Well, you can you can do first aid so, like, on these Just guys. to help people calm down, she'll, like, bandage up a couple people. Okay, like, no, that's fine. And, and you hear people, like, grumbling. I can't she's just kind of tired of dealing with this, and she honestly ain't in the mood to defend anybody, because apparently these people want to believe the crazy story of a man with a magic cigarette, uh, a magic cigar burning down two cars. Well, I mean, be reasonable. <laughs> that's not reasonable. It's two different cars. Or... Um, burning balls of intelligent fire. Which is why she didn't say anything else after they're like, yeah, it was a magic cigar. It's like, wait, so you... I know they believe a magic cigar over... Quick quick question here. Okay, so Biggles thinks that it was the cigar that did it. What do the people on the flat car seem to think? Well, now they're thinking that it was the cigar and it spread. (laughs) What What did they see? What did they see? It's hard to tell. It was panic. It's dark, and it was very confusing. All right. They did see you guys um, fighting the fire, though. That's right. Walked out of a burning car. <laughs> did they see the major fighting the fire? Um, it's funny, though. You did walk out of a car that wasn't burning until you went into it, though. So I started a fire and then put it out. I love the logic of these NPCs. I'm uh, over the NPCs. Lucy just realizes this is not something that they're going to be reasonable about. Nope. So she's just over it. <laughs> is there any way you can buy yourself out of this situation, Mayor, uh, Major? 
Uh, oh, let's see. Reading. Are are you with the major? Is the major with you now? I am assuming. I'm assuming they wouldn't want him in first class anymore. Mm. <laughs> well, he was in the dining car. He might be uh, like remanded to his berth, pending arrival in Nairobi. Darn it, berths. Yeah. Well, Picture of an Amtrak train as opposed to a Pullman. All right, then he's probably been uh, sequestered in a car where there are, you know, like a militiaman or something to guard the car from bandits. Right. Well, you have armed guards. Uh, well, I don't like to think I was putting a call on the governor general. Uh, well, let's call governor on arrive there. The conductor says it's going to take um, about 20 minutes or so to get the head of steam up on this thing. So you're kind of stuck. You can see the lights of Nairobi burning in the distance. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I ain't walking. No, you know, all yeah. we can do is wait. What was I doing? Oh, yeah, I was taking a nap. Which is what I was doing. Staring up at the <laughs> stars. One of them came down and burned you. Lousy cheap Oh, are you hurt, Julian? Uh, not too bad. Not as bad as usual. Yeah. <laughs> I can try rolling the first day on him. That's fine. First aid. That is fine. First aid. Yeah, I passed that. Okay. There's one D4. Oh, yeah. I would also offer some medical attention, though. So you get, you get your hit points back. Hey, careful, um, careful. That's the scar from the fucking rabies. Oh, boy. hush you. Speaking of, stamp. See <laughs> 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 Yeah, I passed that. But then you get three hit points back. Oh, three hit points. That's the difference between life and kicking ass. You know, life needs things to live. Um, you can also try and heal Wesley. Took a couple of shots. Would they let me near him? Yeah. <laughs> He's not under guard. <laughs> it's like, don't go anywhere. Yeah, how many times did you get hit, Wes? Uh, a couple, actually. You got hit twice. All right, so let's see. I get you for one for it's the wrong button. Mm-hmm. Three points as well. Okay, bring up 26. I've had to recover all of them long lost magic points. I didn't know I actually had that didn't I never had used for I don't know what magic points are, but I'm uh, pretty sure I can help you. Just <laughs> if, um, no, if he said that out loud, that's what Lucy says back. Look, I don't know what these magic points are <laughs> you're talking about, but I don't think uh, I can help you with it. I'm sorry, it's, a, it's an effect of the fire. Mm. Yeah. You need to pick better chess partners. Yes, yeah, that's how you play chess the fly, boy. They, 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 it's, all, it's all that lack of oxygen up there. First class seemed like a real good idea, now I didn't. And hey. she leaves. <laughs> the fire extinguisher was her right there. And she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mind you, you had no witnesses that could, you know, challenge what he said because we weren't with you. <laughs> oh. I'm a baronet and a major. It's not my problem. My, my word is paramount. Imagine the guard, the people standing near him are just rolling their eyes as he continues to bluster. <laughs> Eventually, the train does start up again, and you chuck your way into Nairobi without further incident. Um, as you are um, detraining. De- de- Disembarking, Steve? Is that the word? That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Thank you. Detraining. <laughs> I kind of like detraining now. <laughs> detraining. The Savannah. Um, everybody can give me a spot hidden roll. That'd be a pass. Finally! Failure. I spot desert. I see nothing. All right. As you guys are getting off the train, you do see a suspicious looking character of Indian extractment getting de- disembarking as well. I almost said you train me again. <laughs> <laughs> How suspicious looking. He kind of uh, walks away and kind of looks back and there's a look on his face of curses foiled again. While holding two candles. Is he twirling his mustache? He doesn't have a mustache. But while he is walking away, um, the authorities are walking towards you guys. I would like to disappear into the crowd and follow our suspicious man. You can give me a sneaky, sneaky roll. Oh. Technical. Oops. Stealth. I am going to spend six points of luck to pass that roll. Alright, let's see what his spot is. Alright. So you pass a you pass it as a regular? Yeah. Alright. He does not see you as he winds his way through the city. While you are following him, we will go to the Nairobi police. They're looking very harried as they see the half-burnt train coming through. And they are talking to Biggles and, and Mr. Potter. the conductor. There. So they see the half-burnt part of the train the clearing, yeah. and Biggles then the other you, part of the train. Makes a cigar gesture, points at you. The officers come up and they say, please, walk this way. <laughs> Should you get out, we'll see you at the hotel, Major. <laughs> All right, so Lucy and uh, Walter are going to sort the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't help him with his problem because it wasn't there. <laughs> okay. 
and they're not listening to like I have no reason another reasonable more believable thing to tell them that would discount the cigar thing even though that's stupid too. <laughs> yeah. Over at the Nairobi precinct in the precinct house the uh, officers introduce you to detective God damn it, I have to come up with a name, don't I? Marlo. No, it's not going to be Marlo. Right. Paddington, all right? His name is Paddington. He's You're a, not going to go with Kolchak? No, he's a bearish sort of a man. He looks, he's white. He looks very harried that he is stuck in the ass end of nowhere policing these people. And he looks at you, and he says, "All right, what did you do? How did you, how did you start this fire? Why did you start this fire?" All right. All right, here is exact. Here is what happened, my good sir. I was playing. I was playing chess with Biggles over there, having just about one or two shillings off of him, and as of course I rue the rook. The train caught uh, train caught fire for reasons beyond my comprehension, and while putting it out, Biggles decides to accuse me of it, out of I don't know what. I, I, I really can't. I really can't. Really, Biggles has he has no reason to lie. Neither do I, my good sir. Yeah, unfortunately, he put you there. The only thing I want to know from you is why. Why would a man of your standing, your stature, set fire to a train in Nairobi? It hardly makes and sense. And I ask myself why you would do this. And I would wonder what your loyalty to the crown would be. Do you approve of our, our presence here in Africa? Is this some sort of protest against... Are the Empire? My good sir, I fought the Turk for the Empire. I have a distinguished service order for the Empire. A lot of people who fought in the wars subsequently turned against the Empire for the atrocities they've seen. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. Why would you set the fire? I know it makes no sense. As I said, yet there was a fire. Yet I have a witness. Oh, a weather phenomenon, perhaps. You know, every, you know, weird, th- weird things happen sometimes. Uh, I've heard tales of sea of mysterious lightning and glowing, and from a clear sky. Can a simple spark happen? Clearly, not in his right mind. Talking about fables of sparks and seas when. To just British my way out of this with sheer class superiority. Uh, you can make a credit rating, yes. Yes, indeed. I'm about to break the shit out of it. <laughs> I make I make that roll. Crazy, how crazy. how well did you make that roll? It's normal. Normal? He says so. Yeah. We're gonna get to the bottom. We're going to put our top forensic men on the plane on the train to see how this fire started. 
We are going to corroborate it with your story. But for plot um, pound sterling, I will let you off on your own recognizance and tell you, sir, do not leave town. Give this man money. Well, what do you think a credit rating roll is going to get you? I thought it was just pure British reputation. Oh, no, 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 no. You can give him money. You can uh, spend the length of the investigation in the pokey. Fine, fine, fine. Here's a few shillings for the policeman's ball. All right. This is what's going to happen. Because... <clears throat> These very serious charges. You are going to take a temporary hit on your credit rating. Your new credit rating is minus 10. Okay. All right. And you're able to go back to the hotel. Meanwhile, their forensics expert, Steve, is licking the wood. Hmm. Yeah. Definitely what? <laughs> it was burnt. It was yep. burnt. There was fire. And a splitter. I think I got a splitter. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much their top team. No, their uh, forensic expert is Benny and Ella. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> Meanwhile, Julie, yes. if you follow the suspicious-looking gentleman, mm-hmm. um, through the streets of of Nairobi into what is affectionately known as Brown Town, uh, which is the section of town where non-white foreigners live and do business. No. The Arabs, the Asians, the Indians. Mm-hmm. And he, you follow him into a tea shop. Mm. Um, it looks like there is, he, he walks in and there is a lot of custom in this shop. Uh, people are constantly going in and out. What's he doing once he gets in? You're going in? I'm going to work around the window a little bit. Okay. Uh, He's talking to customers. He is telling employees what they should be doing. What employee? There's one. Mm -hmm. And he is generally um, doing what you would expect someone who owns a tea shop to be doing. Now I'm I'm also assuming that I can piece together that this is the address that all those uh, blocks of tea have been sent to. Yes, yes, it is. Therefore, my suspicious-looking man is Mister Singh. One would one would make that assumption. Hmm. Um, Lucy, do you know what time it is? It's tea time. That was random, Walton. <laughs> Ah, Very random. Yes. Well, 
I'll uh, I'll make my way back to the hotel. I'm assuming right. since Doc Savage uh, made the arrangements, he told us where it is. And yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, I think I found our Mister Singh. Oh, excellent! And he might be responsible for our um, hot date on the train. Just once, mm-hmm. I want to deal with a person. I may have to have that. Ma- I don't have that man shot. That doesn't want to kill us. You should. You should emphasize that part. A person that does not want to kill us. <laughs> what do you call it? Fire? No, I'm Steve, Steve the Cultist. He oh. was reasonable. Yeah, he was. Oh, Phil. This Phil. Oh, Phil. Nice Phil. guy. Phil. Phil. Right. The maintenance cultist. Phil the maintenance cultist. Bob the foreman. And now Paddington the detective. Right. Uh, a man, a man I'd love to have cotton irons. And what is it with this cult and tea shops? <laughs> tea is a good drink. What is yeah. it with um, Lynn Willis and Larry Dottillo, Dottilio and tea shops? Is that the voice of God? That, did y'all hear that voice? Am I losing my mind again? <laughs> Lucy, oh, did it man. sound like an elephant? No. Good. Oh, I imagine Lucy's having seen an elephant on the Savannah. Would oh, no, she would not have out. dealt with that pretty well. She's been dealing oh, with some things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Only <laughs> you, Wes. Only you. Because that's just fucking creepy, bro. Yeah, that is. <laughs> God, that was above and beyond. <laughs> I wasn't even trying. Good Makes for you. Worse. Alrighty, so what are we doing in Nairobi? I'm not sure, but I don't like getting shot. I don't like getting shot. I don't like wanting to be burned. Can we find out what the hell those things were? Because I have a feeling he's probably going to have more. Stock up on the sodium bicarbonate, definitely. Sodium by what? Sodium bicarbonate. What the hell is that? Like uh, like soda, you know, you help you with your stomach. It all, it also, it also puts out, also puts out fires. Well, Walter is the uh, tea drinker of the group. He might want to do some reconnaissance over at the tea shop. Yeah, last time I did. Well, conveniently, conveniently, um, Doc Savage has gotten you a hotel that is in Brown Town. I would imagine that's the only place he could stay. Yeah, that's true. Well, there's also Black Town. Right. Well, I guess... Uh, Nairobi at, in the 20s is not a very nice place. Yeah, the door English... apparently isn't creative with naming systems. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the English were efficient. Tyrants. Yep. You say efficient, I say lazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's get the resources in, get them out. That's all it is. Well, Walter's used to walking into the lion's den with nothing but a smile and a and a and then a half-assed attempt at a plan. So, 
They don't well, want to walk in and say hello. The, the layout so we can get in there under the cover of darkness yeah. at the time. Oh, we can just set fire to it in revenge. Well, there are neighboring buildings. It's starting to worry me just a little bit. Well, vengeance is a very sound motive. So as far as you were able to tell from... Also, I don't think you want to be anywhere near fire for a little while. From the street. I didn't have any problem. But we were on the it's, train. It's major stuff it passed that emptied his entire fire extinguisher trying to beat that thing. I was in the middle of a chess game. It caught me on it caught me unawares. It happens. Well, at least you actually did something this time. I'm surprised you didn't cut it with your sword. You'd have to pull it first. It was stowed in the baggage. Uh, what sort of military officer are you that let your sword be stowed? A retired yeah. military officer? Yes, the war is over. I just, I just have a pension and the title and okay. it's all the story. Perfect. So your, your reconnaissance, uh, Rodney, has given you this is what you can tell of the building. Oh, lovely! Another tea house, like a—it's laid out like the juju shop. Well, <laughs> what you have is an unknown area in the back that has an entrance on mm-hmm. the side from the alley. Okay. Um, the actual shop part, there's a, you know, windows. These are the big windows. windows. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a staircase going up, and a counter, and then obviously we have all sorts of teas lining the walls. Etc. Right. So, do we want to have someone run interference, and then one of us pick the lock on the side door and take a peek in the back? Well, we could just wait till they're closed. I feel like this is the kind of guy that sleeps above his tea shop. Oh, I'm sure. That's why we go in through the bottom and then go upstairs. Yeah. I'm... Unless, unless you guys want to hit him low, and I'll hit him high. I'm happy either way. Let's move this plot forward. Right. Is there a second? There's a second floor. What's the uh, window situation like on the second floor? Um, there are there are windows accessible. Um, one of them is accessible from the fire escape. Oh, lovely. Well, that looks like my way in. <laughs> so we could if, do if, I'll tell you this. If you guys are going, you can plan it now, but if you're going to attack this place, we're going to have to do it next time because I have not prepared this yet. Mm. I would like to repeat, I don't like getting shot. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, seems, it seems that it would be efficient to, to come in instead of all of us going in through one door. And, and mm-hmm. approaching in a big group that, you know, yeah, he might be the guy that, that sleeps above the tea house. Fine. We we do it under the cover of dark, right? Late at night where he's probably asleep. I'll go in through the top by the fire escape. You guys can go in through that side door. Check out the room. Look for any clues down there. And then you guys can come upstairs. And that would effectively cut off his escape. 
if he tries to if he wakes up and tries to get away. It's not um, a bad idea. Ideally, ideally, we want to incapacitate him while he's still asleep, so we can ask him a question or two. See, second idea would be to have so uh, someone t- someone take a sleeping position outside the window, and so if we come to the window, we just take that shot. But does wow, right, because because it, you know most of us here are, are white, a white person taking with a rifle on a building across the street. Also, why are we suspicious. shooting him? We, yeah, we put on dark clothes and. Uh, I still has not answered my concern. Why are we shooting him? We put on. Wait, 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 wait. Are you a cavalry officer trying to tell me how to do my job? Does your job involve putting a bullet in a man from a great distance? There is from always what I've time. seen lately, neither does yours. <laughs> All right. You can, uh, just as, a, as another option, you can stake the place out. Yeah. And Learn his not movement. go in half-ass this time and, you know, figure out. All right. Well, um, is there a nice place across the street from it? Yeah, it, it's in the business district. Okay, so there's, a, there's like a smack that downtown, downtown Browntown. Okay, well, I'll take an adjacent rooftop and I'll stake it out for a day or so. Okay. Walter will go through the front door and see if they have any oolong. Yeah, I figure we could both. No, it's fine. Look at That's that what was in the, the uh, My Little Pony. Book. I play to my audience. <laughs> Yay. Pinkie Pie says no. Pinkie Pie says there's always room for a party cannon. That's true. And there's always always room for Oolong. Okay. Um, Rodney, please give me a stealth roll. That is a pass. Okay. 35. Hold on. You're able, Let me, you're able to successfully stake out the joint without attracting attention. Okay. Because um, that's what I do. Right. You see that around 2 p.m. and again at around 7 p.m., uh, Singh goes to a nearby cafe for food and to talk with other merchants. Okay. Um, give me a luck roll. That is a fail. Okay. Uh, so, no, that's what you get. And Walter, mm-hmm. you are going in to get some tea. I'm with him. Front door. Okay. Lucy can come if she wishes. No, I'm okay. going with you because at least it's two sets of eyes. Like you know, spot and stuff. Okay. What what are you uh what are you trying to accomplish? Aside uh, from buying tea. I'm going to basically be the distraction so Lucy can use her uh, powers of deduction to try and find any extra information from the front. Okay. So uh I don't know if you'd have any like books, like you know, ledger books or anything open on this counter, or 
kind of eye around the shop seat and maybe entry points and stuff. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I'm maybe just look. looking around the, the... Basically, I'm casing the place from the inside. <laughs> right. Okay, well, I mean, yeah. behind the counter, like... right there, it definitely goes into the back, but you can't see around that corner too well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see that the stairs going up um, actually go to another level of the shop where you can, there's more tea. Okay. So pretty much nothing of use. Right. Uh, you, now are you going in, have you gone in straight or are you trying to disguise yourselves? Are you going as Walter and Lucy or are you trying to make an attempt to be stealthy about it. I wasn't planning on it because the guy didn't see us. He saw the major, as far as I understand. No, we don't know that. Because, I mean, if he detracts us, then he knows who we are. Or sure. he Let's at, least, to be at least knows who Julian is since he was the one of us that was attacked. Like, directly. So let's pretend to be a little stealthy. Yeah. So, I mean, I wear a veil pretty much all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, I'd say we try to try to at least look, like, non-distinct. <laughs> okay. Um, neither of you have disguise. Um, actually, Walter does. A little bit. Uh, yeah, you have a 30%. If you can make a stealth roll or a disguise roll. Walter walks behind a tree and comes out as a as an Arabian guy. You both of us? He comes out as an elf. He said stealth roll. <laughs> yeah, I make a stealth roll. I almost make that hard. No, I don't make my disguise. Okay. So you walk in, you... you Look around. I figured taking my hat off would have been enough. He looks at your bald pate. Um, you buy some tea, but you, you you don't know. I don't. Do I recognize the gentleman behind the counter at all? No. Does it look like Singh? Or you didn't see him. Right, but I would assume that there would be some type of description from Julian. Or is this the the employee? Um, what time are you there? I'd say around three in the afternoon. Okay. Well, it would. It, there's two people working the place. Right. Um, one of them obviously looks like he's in charge. Okay. So I get at least a description. Like I can now you know say, what the uh, man looks a like. Brownish man with a with a. One of those beards that was waxed out. Nice. He is wearing a turban. Um, You can give me a knowledge roll. Okay. Lucy, you can do that as well. 
No, I can't. <laughs> I forgot who I was. <laughs> Jeez. Apparently, I am uh, in the same boat. I got a 94. Okay. I'm just so excited to be buying tea in a new place. I know. It's really good tea, though. Uh, this is the premier tea shop in Browntown. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of uh, whites who come to get their tea here as well. I get one of those nice big metal tins that you have to scoop the loose tea leaves out of. Hmm. And you're going to get like a tea ball? Oh, yeah, definitely a tea strainer. The little chain and everything. Yeah, right on. Are one of these white guys Biggles? You are not there. Oh. You are staked out with your binoculars and your grappling hook. <laughs> I would assume he would notice a warning. Mounted on a gargoyle on the building across the street. <laughs> <laughs> The locals are like, where did that statue come from? That's one ugly gargoyle. I don't remember it being that hideous. <laughs> did it move? Is it, I is think it, it moved. Is it also raining? <laughs> just just over on that you. one spot. Just, yeah, yeah. Just, just over that one building. <laughs> he, set up a, he set up a garden hose. People are just like, he's wasting water. Shut up. <laughs> But that is a good question. Like, you know, who all's in the shop again? Because I was a little distracted. All right. So there are a mixture of of uh, Arabs, or Indians, white people in the shop. All right. So yeah, as does anybody look from more as more affluent more affluent blacks as well? Do we recognize anyone? No. Do you know anybody in Africa? No, no I'm, I'm not like a white. Would it be anybody we've seen before? Oh, no, no, no. Basically, I was continuing the Bigglesworth question this year and there. No, there's no Biggles. I think he's just a dick, honestly. Are there thews? <laughs> Only brooding <laughs> across the street. <laughs> Are there thews? Christ. He stands upon the rooftop, thews flexing as he broods. Use flexing underneath his gas mask. Under his coat. His thick leather apron. <laughs> so, I guess we leave, walk over to the building, and just <laughs> shake our head at Julian. Jesus Christ. Hey, I'm, I'm no, in he, stealth he, he stealth the shit out of that role. You don't know. Either. Yeah, we just go back to You know he's there, but you can't. Although we wonder him. why it's raining he's over right. that one building. He's right. <laughs> What's up with that gargoyle? Africa's strange. <laughs> At least it's not freaking freezing, Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs> Thank you, Wes, for getting it. <laughs> Um, so as you get back to the hotel, um, for the evening, uh, there is a man who is passing out copies of the Nairobi Star, which is a large page, single sheet daily newspaper. And the man says, this is the best newspaper in the world. I can't, I must read, have but it is, sure. it is a great newspaper. 
And I know this because Miss Smythe Forbes is a fine lady and a hard worker who I have enjoyed serving for these past 10 years. Mm. Oh, and he, he points to a building and says, that's it. That is the headquarters of the finest newspaper in the world. And right smack dab on page one is a story about the, the, the train fire. Of course. Uh, With a very unflattering picture of... <laughs> no, but it does say... It does say that the fire has started under um, mysterious circumstances, sure. where that where a uh, a member of the British cavalry is being held for questioning. Lies, but um, it is not clear whether or not um, he had started the fire, and there is an investigation forthcoming. Salacious slanderous lies. Lingering well, I'm so glad you told me about the story. I guess I don't have to buy the paper now. No, no, that's what you read after you oh, buy the paper. I was going to ask if it was in English. That guy can't read. Yeah, it is in English. Oh, it is in English. It's an English um, colony. I'm yeah. not particularly interested Every, in the that, major. I'll buy one of the papers. That everything written, um, with the exception of, of some shop signs like uh, Sing Shop, is written in English. And Sings is written both in um, in Sanskrit and English. Or, you know, not Sanskrit, but the uh, the written language, which I can't, because I'm, I'm an idiot. Really? Nah, we know it's me. No, 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 no. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway. Right. Yeah, I bought one of the papers. Okay. I'm not interested in what it says about the fire. I'm interested if there are any other weird, you know, noticeable stories in it. Uh, no, 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 no. That's the only one that really catches your eye. Oh, it does give me an idea about going to that office and seeing if I can find any bad papers. Just to look through them, because, I mean, really, we are killing time. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, that, this is probably a really good place to end this session, then. as And the next time we can go look at the newspaper office and do the assault on Singh. Exactly. Because, you know, it's going to be an assault. Yep. And maybe some battery. Probably plenty of battery. Get your nine volts ready. Alrighty, well, that wraps up another delightful session of Massive Narrowlapotep actually got stuff accomplished this time. <coughs> Cough. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. Say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie.